Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Friday the 29th of March. Coming up, how the loss of twins inspired a Kent mum. Seeing a, a white coffin at the front of a chapel with your name on it, it was really hard. Eurotunnel is prepared for Brexit, even though we're not leaving today. We set the 29th of March as our deadline. We are ready for Brexit today. And Gillingham welcomes struggling Rochdale to Priestfield as they look to secure League One safety. We've still got a lot of work to do to make sure everything is going to be uh, all right for next year. Kent Online reports. First up today, we've been hearing from a 33-year-old Kent woman who was inspired to start her own baby clothing range after she lost her twins when she was five months pregnant. Amanda O'Brien from Joydens Wood near Dartford set up the Little Something Company after her little ones died of twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. If I had to describe what it felt like to lose our twins, you know, there's a whole range of emotions going on. Initially, it felt exceptionally surreal. It felt like it was happening to someone else when the consultant talked us through what had happened, what was going to happen. It, it just didn't feel real. And then it felt hugely unfair. And I don't actually think... I fully accepted that it was happening to me and happening to us until I went into labour and I had to deliver the twins. Um, that that was when I think it really, really hit me, followed by their funeral. Their funeral was also a real realisation. Myself and my dad sat there and, you know, seeing a, a white coffin at the front of a chapel with your name on it, it was really hard. I needed a way to get everything out that I couldn't physically say to people. So I started writing. I started a blog, Home of the Little Something. And the little something refers to the twins. The twins are my little something. They're our little something. They're little something that changed our lives forever. And the blog doesn't necessarily talk about them, but it more talks about the road to recovery. It talks about how I went about rebuilding life and accepting my new normal and working out who I am. And from that, I found a therapy in it. I found a genuine therapy and friends and family, they read the blog and they would contact me. And it was good because it built a bridge that I didn't know how to build without writing things down. And the fact that people were reading it, it helped me to know that I was explaining myself clearly to them. However, it did get to the stage where I felt I needed something a bit more and TTTS is something that not a lot of people know about and there's not a lot of information out there. Well, I found there wasn't a lot of information out there. And so I wanted to do something more and that's when my next step after the blog became the Little Something Company. And the Little Something Company was an online shop that I'd set up and um, I started selling baby clothes partly because I felt like I should be buying baby clothes for my twins Um, so I figured if I can't buy them for me, I'll buy them for other people. So I designed a range of baby grows called the Little One Collection. And the reason it was called the Little One Collection is because that's what my mum always refers to me and my sisters as. Amanda is also trying to raise money and awareness by running a pop-up event in Dartford tomorrow. So once I'd set up the blog and the online shop, I then decided that actually... I want to do something more and I need to do something more. So I partnered up with a friend of mine who also runs an online shop, Parker and Me UK, and we decided to host a big family fun day out. And 
the premise behind that is to fundraise and to promote awareness for the Tamba TTTS appeal and Tommy's the Baby charity. So we are going to be donating all of our entrance fees to the charities. We've got a raffle. We have got Easter egg hunts going on throughout the day. And we are also showcasing a whole variety of local businesses, local small businesses. We are all about supporting small shops, small businesses, raising awareness for our charities and fundraising as well. So if you're in the area, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic day. But we need you to come along, have fun, support our small local businesses and help us raise money for these two fantastic charities. But more than anything, we just want you to come along and have fun. The event's happening at the Mick Jagger Centre between 10 and 3. Kent Online News. Now, on the day the UK was supposed to leave the EU, bosses at Eurotunnel have told us they're prepared for Brexit. We're ready. We, we set the 29th of March as our deadline. Um, we are ready for Brexit today. The company which runs freight and passenger services between Folkestone and France have spent around £10 million preparing for any scenario. John Keefe from Eurotunnel told us what they've done with the money. A lot of it has gone into uh, roads, so the, the road surfaces, we've laid new routes for trucks to follow. Um, it's gone into buildings. We can provide the infrastructure for the authorities to conduct controls. Um, it's gone into signage, it's gone into cameras to capture data from trucks as they're going past, it's gone into scanners, um, so everything we could deliver that would speed the process of movement through the terminal. While most passengers won't notice any difference, lorry drivers could need to fill out customs documents which have to be scanned and processed. It's this new checking system that's led to fears of delays and why Operation Brock is being tested on the M20. But John says it shouldn't have an impact on anyone using the Eurotunnel. Our approach was from nearly three years ago to take the worst possible case and prepare for that. We have a system here that depends on traffic flowing smoothly through it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. We could not envisage additional controls slowing that down. And despite the fact we're not actually leaving the EU yet, John says the work they've done is already having a positive effect. We actually see this as a fantastic opportunity to upgrade the border, if you like, to make it um, a smarter border, to use modern technology to help gain in speed from the borders of the past. So we don't want manual controls. We don't want uh, to be handing over pieces of paper. We want it all to be online. And actually, Brexit gives us a pretty good lever to do that. You can follow all the latest Brexit news at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online reports. Two men have been charged after 2,000 cannabis plants were found during a police raid in Faversham. Officers were seen removing bags of the drugs, which have a street value of almost half a million pounds, from a property on the Upper Brent's industrial estate yesterday. The 23- and 27-year-old were arrested and are now facing charges of being involved in the production of a controlled drug. Less than a week after getting out of prison, a homeless burglar's back behind bars for attacking four emergency workers in Medway. Adrian Edwards whipped a paramedic with a phone charger and spat in a police officer's face on Monday evening. The 43-year-old admitted assault as well as criminal damage and has been locked up for a year. An 82-year-old woman's been taken to hospital with head injuries after she was 
knocked down by a group of cyclists in Whitstable. Witnesses say she was hit as she was crossing the road in Honey Hill opposite Meadow Grange Nursery last Wednesday. Two of the cyclists were also taken to hospital. They were from the Kent Cycling Club based at the Uni of Kent, who say they're cooperating with the police investigation. There's anger in Folkestone after it was announced a shelter and garden built by a homeless man will be destroyed. The small shed has been put up at Marine Walk and has a front door and window with flowers outside. The council say it's illegal and must be removed. You can see it and let us know what you think by voting in the poll on our story. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham welcome struggling Rochdale to Priestfield later, hoping to confirm their safety in League One. The Jills have had a good run recently with just one defeat in their last six games. That means they're now 12th in the table. Manager Steve Lovell has told us what he thinks is behind their turnaround in form. Just consistency, I think, with uh, obviously the, the performances, but with the, the team we're putting out there as well. You know, it, we haven't made too many changes over them games, and it does help. You know, it helps when everybody understands, you know, your teammates, what they need to be doing, and um, I think that's a, a big factor in, um, you know, the decent form that we're in. Tomorrow's visitors Rochdale are down in the relegation zone and a point from safety. We asked the Jills boss what he thinks will be the key to beating them. It's having a good start, I think, and when we start games uh, on the front foot, uh, it tends to um, the pattern of the game is is done within them first five ten minutes. So again, it's it's important that we start start right, we start bright, and we you know we dictate the, the pattern of the game. Um, and they, you know, they're, they're going to be a, a tough nut to crack. They really are. You know, they need, they're fighting for their lives down the bottom, and um, you know they'll be uh, having a right good goal coming here on Saturday. But um, hopefully, we'll continue what we've been doing and um, give them a tough game, and hopefully get a result out of it. A win tomorrow would take Gillingham to 50 points, which is often seen as the magic number needed to avoid relegation. Steve Lovell says it's not that simple, though. You don't even know, you know, that whether you know you look at the fixtures now between now and the end of the season, all the teams below us, uh, they're all playing against each other. So you might think that 50 might be enough, but you don't know. You know, it, there's a lot of things that can happen now between now and the end of the season, and we know that you know we've still got a lot of work to do to make sure everything is is going to be uh, all right for next year. So we'll continue doing that and keep preparing properly and working hard to try and get as many points as we can and um, as finish as high as we can. Kick off tomorrow afternoons at three. That's it for now, but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.